Yo, what's up, everyone? I figured I'd do uh, another little uh, quickie, a little quickie episode. I like these. I like the laziness in me. Loves the quickie. Oh, the laziness in me. I'm I'm emphatic with the quickie episodes. I love this. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing them. (laughs) I thought for a second I was going to do just once a month. And still on the table, but I love these little little quick niblets. Little niblets. Uh, Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, The Jets lost their quarterback forever. (laughs) I I, You couldn't have drawn up. I understand... Listen, I understand week two happened and everything, but let me, I didn't get a chance to talk about week one, really, in full, in full, because the Jets game didn't happen yet, and I already had an episode out, but let me, let me go back for Giants and Jets week one of the NFL season. So the Giants are marching down the field on the opening drive. Everything's swell. <laughs> Everything's going swimmingly. Uh, the offense looks a little scattered, but, you know, Jones is running the ball. So it's like last year. And then he, and then they, they get held up. And they get pushed back a little. And they go, they, they go for a field goal attempt. And then it gets blocked. And then the Cowboys pick up the ball. And they return it for a touchdown. And the Giants aren't up. <laughs> They're down. But it's like, okay, well, Wow. You know, we as a Giants fan, you went from, oh, this is a great opening drive, to, oh, fuck me. <laughs> and then it kept getting worse. And then it was 13 nothing, And then it was, I, I, I honestly forgot, it was, it was 16 nothing, Maybe? 19 nothing, 26 nothing, Something like that? 30 nothing, 33 nothing. I don't even know how the scoring went. Because it was, at the end of the day... Cowboys score, Giants nothing. And it kept happening and happening and happening and happening. And I'm not even acknowledging the Cardinals game right now because the Cowboys game just kept happening and happening and happening. It was like uh, that Family Guy joke where it's like pow right in the kisser. Like pow right in the kisser. It just kept happening and happening. And the Giants lost. They lost. And they didn't lose 33 to 10. And they didn't lose like the Bengals lost to the Browns. And they didn't lose where they scored any points because they lost 40 to nothing. Pow, right in the kisser. And you're just watching it like, mm-hmm, yep. That's the team I root for. Same old shit. Same old shit. Quarterback worth $40 million a year, which I'm not even like, I, there's so much nuance to that. I, don't, I, I Why am I acting like my eyes are closed right now? There's so much nuance though to that, to be, on, uh, to be honest. I'm not even going to get like involved with that. In terms of Daniel Jones and the money and, and just him being the the future quarterback of the Giants and blah 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 blah. The team you lose forty to nothing, by the way, everything went wrong. The special teams was a joke. Was a joke. Was a joke. The offensive line was really bad. The running game you kinda had to go away from it because you're down so many points. There was no essence of a passing game because the pass rush got to the quarterback. Daniel Jones was inaccurate, and the receivers really did not seem to get any separation from uh, the D-backs. Um, and then the defense, who honestly, if, if there's one bright spot in the beginning of all this havoc, the defense played somewhat well. But then they wind up giving up because how do you not? 
So then the defense overall is poor because Dak Prescott didn't even throw a touchdown pass. So that happened. And then, oh, oh, oh boy. Now that we're done with the, uh, the New York, your, your New York football giants. <sighs> Let's talk about the Jets. <laughs> which, all right, again, week one, they get a win, which is the opposite of the Giants, to be fair. But, I like, you couldn't have written a more, like, you got to be fucking kidding. Aaron Rodgers, on the fourth play of the game, I don't think he completed a pass. I think he threw one ball, which was an incompletion. And then the second pass attempt was the sack where he tore his, he ruptured his Achilles or tore his Achilles, however you want to call it. Uh, I don't know if there's, a, honestly, I don't know if there's a difference from torn Achilles and ruptured Achilles. Either way, uh, his Achilles is not in good shape, which is so sad because he not only is he out for the season, uh, a lot of people think like, oh, is he going to be out for the career? Uh, I think someone who has $40, $50 million on the table is going to try to play the next year. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you know, he might call it quits. Uh, I don't know a person who's ever walked away from like $40, $50 million. <laughs> you know, so I don't think he's going to call it quits. I think Aaron Rodgers will be playing the following season. I don't know when, though, too. You know, because if this is like a year to 14-month thing, he might miss at the beginning next year. I don't think he would, but who knows? I don't know. He's old as fuck, so I don't know. if In terms of NFL years, I, I don't know that... Um, I don't know how long this, uh, everyone's different too, to a degree when it comes to this. I have no idea, but whatever. Uh, holy, just, wow, wow, wow. Like, what just, what a sad, sad, just like, wow, wow. It's your, it's one of those things where you just, you ever have, you ever have just like a bad day? You ever, you ever be having like the worst, like just not the worst day, but just a bad day. And then something else happens. Like your bagel falls off your plate while you're transitioning it from the toaster to the countertop. And, and you try to grab it and then you, you, you can't while it's in midair and it falls and you kind of just stand there and just like, you just take a breath, you exhale. You, you don't, you you're you're angry, you know you're angry, but you're so in a feeling of like <sighs> you, you can't you you can't put it in you really can't put it into words. I don't think anyone can put it into words. There are a few people that can put it into words. It is so insanely sad and unbelievable yet believe that that's the thing. It's like it's believable because what happened to Aaron Rodgers week one with the Jets with him on 9-11, coming out with the American flag, music playing, the lights at the stadium looked iconic, the way the lights were set up at the stadium at MetLife Field. It, it, and for him to get hurt the way he did and when he did was just... It's something that people believed could happen because it's literally the worst thing that could have happened. And it did. See, normally people don't think about the infinite things between the best thing that can happen and the worst thing that can happen. So everyone knew the worst case scenario, which is, oh, this guy's going to get hurt like week one. He's old. Da, 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 da. And it happened. And it's, you're just like George W. when he's told the news about the plane hitting the tower or the plane's hitting the tower. I don't know how, how he was told the news. I don't know if it was between <laughs> tower one getting hit or both the fucking, I don't know. I fucking don't remember. Um, 
Yeah. It's it's so it's like wow. Again, wow. Um there it's like there's no stamp of like there's no seal it out, there's no period and done. It's just like a run on sentence that never ends. And it's just like fuck me. It's like fucking pi three point one four and it keeps fucking going. Um but yeah. And then lo and behold, the Jets win. Not because of their offense, to be fair, because of their special teams and, de- and defense. Be, I mean, I forget the guy's name. I don't watch Hard Knocks, but apparently, like, I saw the clip after I saw him get the touchdown because everyone kept mentioning Hard Knocks, so I, I realized why he became, like, this, like, breakout star at Hard Knocks. I mean, anyone listening, Hard Knocks is a, uh, a TV show for the NFL where um, once a year, I think once a year, they'll, they'll go with, they'll, they'll film a team's, like, off-season training camp and practices and everything leading into the season. This year was the Jets. So this guy became a star. And I, geez, I'm 30 now. I can say kid, this kid, this, this kid, this young, young buck became a star for hard knocks because, uh, he was like brought in and I guess he was like an, you know, a guy who, all right, there's a chance he's probably not going to make the team, but Hey, if he breaks out, then he will make the team, and he did, and he made the team. And there's a clip of him being told by uh, the coach, and I, I would assume the GM. I didn't know who was next to the coach, Coach Sal Sala. Uh, I think it was the GM. It has to be right. Maybe the offensive coach. I don't know. But they were telling him, "Hey, like, hey, you made the team," and he was like so like innocent and happy, and that's why he became such a like a fan favorite. And lo and behold, he gets the game winning touchdown in overtime in a nine eleven game where Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. Like, it was just like such a fucking like you gotta be like that couldn't be written any better you talk about the very worst and then you talk about the very best and then the defense was insane um number three i don't know his name the fact that he had three interceptions in week one is so cool uh i don't think that night train lane record of 14 interceptions in the season will ever be broken but as they add more games and as they pass more balls in the league who knows it might and, and i mean and it's just too early to say i just but I, I for some reason i'm just thinking like three interceptions that's so cool so he had an, I mean, you get three interceptions. You get three interceptions for the year. It's like, all right, you might actually still be a good D back, depending on how you do tackling and coverage and pass deflections and target percentage that's thrown your way and blah 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 blah, uh, or catch percentage thrown your way. But three interceptions in the game. That's the dude. And on his third interception, he's on the sideline and the coach is like talking to him, probably like hyping him up or saying you're doing great, but keep going. And you can see his face like, yo, I fucking I crushed it today. I am the like you can tell, like that dude's dick felt like concrete. He was going, like he owned New York in his mind and he deserves to own it and that was crazy so the fact that the Jets pulled out that win is so cool and it actually but it actually means a lot it really does because the Jets have they do have a great defense they do I actually don't know what their special teams are like but they do have a great defense if their offense the win to give these young players on offense confidence because they had confidence, you would assume so, with Aaron Rodgers being under center. Because when in doubt, we in their minds, we have not only a veteran quarterback that can, that can help lead us, we have um, one of the greatest quarterbacks in this generation or possibly all time leading us. That went away. So you'd assume their level of confidence just went, flum, a tank. There's a lot of young players up too on that team. Brees Hall... Garrett Wilson, and then Zach Wilson now, and other players. 
Bakai Becton and all that. A win, the fact that they pulled out the win after all that crap. Holy shit. You would like that level of confidence, it it might perfectly actually go throughout the season. Who knows? Or it could be one fucking week. I don't fucking know. What <laughs> but that's crazy that that happened. Uh, but uh, also, also awful, also more awful New York sports news because that's all it is. Um, the Mets suck. That's not a fucking surprise. But the Yankees, every young player decides they're all just getting injured. And now Dominguez has a torn UCL. So awesome. 300 plus average, 1,000 plus OPS, all down the drain. He has a torn UCL. Probably, not probably, he will guaranteeerly <laughs> miss a chunk to majority of the season next year. Great. Just great. Just great. So now I just have to wait for the New York Knicks season to start at this point. Because <laughs> fuck me, right? Uh, but anyways, how are you guys doing? I hope you're all well. I haven't heard from any of you. mmdullard at gmail.com. Hit me up, man. I'd, I'd love... Even on episodes I have guests, which is basically just gem, 99% of the time, or episodes I'm alone, I'd like to actually read your fucking shit that you have to say on the podcast. That'd be nice. That'd be that'd be swell. I'd have a swell time to do that. And um, if anyone cares about what I've been doing, um, me and my girl are cool. Helping uh, Helped her move out, which was... Uh, she's cool, man. She really is. And I one of the things I think... One of the things that helps when having serious relationships in your 20s and dating a lot in your 20s is you kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say build a wall, but you gain a respect of patience when it comes into a relationship. So both of her and I are patient, but I'm going to just go from my perspective on this one. And that's, I've done the honeymoon phase, obviously. Um, which, you know, usually lasts a few months, maybe half a year. Um, and then you kind of start to really like dive deep on who someone might be. I've lived with someone. I've lived with a partner before a partner, a girlfriend <laughs> or a partner, a partner. Um, that is a huge, huge step between like, you can be out a hundred percent of the honeymoon phase, but when you live with someone big deal, I've luckily and I say this, but it's true. I luckily have not had kids with anyone. Knock on wood. Not that I know of. Uh, pull out game strong. Um, and yeah, it, it, I'm in the honeymoon phase now. I can I can tell. And that, that, that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Like I know I'm still in the honeymoon phase. And I'm okay staying in there for a long time. And I'm okay not letting her in completely just like she's okay not letting me in so far completely because she's been burned before because when you're when you're in your late 20s and in your 30s you've been burned you you've been the burner you just you kind of know what it is you know the yin and yang uh so but i'm also having fun living in the moment and just saying i'm liking what we're doing it's okay to look long term but let's also just worry about short term right now for the most part and i'm enjoying it and she's awesome. She, so that's, that's what I'm saying. So when I'm saying she's awesome and the things I say about her, they're based on how I feel about her now. I understand like the fucking Zeppelin could crash. Like I get it. I get it. But at the, in the moment, she's fucking awesome. She's, she's, she's aces, man. Pre primo beef. Like, you know, she's fucking, she like, I, I literally can't ask 
for a better girl. She looks amazing. She cares about her body. She thinks she's gross sometimes, you know, like when eating shitty food or whatnot, like being active a lot when she's not. She looks terrific. Her personality is her personality is crazy good. She's anal about the same stupid shit that I am, which is hilarious, which I don't know that that could be bad. That could be like two South Poles of a fucking magnet hitting each other sometimes. So I, I don't know, though. It hasn't been, though. We've had one little argument, but that was because I was being gaily emotional and realized that, wow, I like this girl so much that for a second I was codependent, which I shouldn't have been. And outside of that, it's been, it's been great. And I, I do, you know, it's weird. I think the fact that we're a little over an hour away from one another helps because we're not on top of one another. However, we've spent three to four days straight with one another to a degree, like we'd go in to work in between, but come back home to one another. And we've spent, geez, I was on a, a trip with her, with her family for like three plus days. I was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Three plus days. And it was great. And we had a good time. We had a great time. So there's a lot of positives. There's no, like, there's no honest negative. There really isn't long-term possibly. I know what they are. She wants kids. I do not. <laughs> that's as that's as big as it gets, and it's not like something that, oh, you know, let's sweep it under the rug. We'll handle it when we get there, and then we get there, it's like, yeah, just sweep it under. We'll, we'll, you know, she's a realist. I would assume so. I'm a realist to a degree, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We understand the the ticking clock of a, a woman's uterus. It's real. It's honest. Also, the fucking ticking talk of my healthy fucking sperm. Ah, that fucking scares the shit out of me because I don't want a kid right now. However, you know, we understand it's not, it's not something that is infinite. You know, the day will come where if we're not lockstep and steady, is that, is that the fucking term? Lockstep and steady, lockstep and something, lockstep and something. If we're not unison on this, eventually that will be the thing that breaks us apart. It's, it's a guarantee. We have to be unison on it. So that is, I don't know in her mind, but I know in my mind is a, it's definitely a thing that subconsciously and sometimes consciously is in the back of my mind. Because as the days go on and the weeks and the months go on with us together, I do periodically think, man, it's only going to get harder the longer this goes on to break things off if we do not become unison in this huge, like, you know, scenario, (laughs) which is probably actually not probably. I mean, she told me, which is the main, if not the main reason why originally she broke things off and didn't, we didn't even get to a serious level with one another because she knew how our long-term differences were different. So, yeah, that's a big deal. And it's only going to hurt more the longer this goes on. But that's where it's at. And I will say I'm happy that we're together. I cannot be happier. It's really like I I'll say like you know it's funny. You get, when you get older or as I've gotten older, like I get it now. I I I get it. I'm still not like 100% for it. But 
I get being with the same person for the rest of your life. And that's that, that could be the honeymoon phase also talking, but I don't think it's that. I think it's more so it has to deal with like my personal self. Like when you're in your teen, when I, when I was in my teens and when I was in my 20s, young, early, and semi, almost all late 20s, I just wanted to fuck everything, everything. But now that even in my late, late, I'd say 29 years old, and now that I'm 30, I got to admit, I'll see a hot girl and I know like, listen, I'll be like, yo, she's fucking hot. But in my mind, I'm like, I know what my, I know what pussy feels like. I know what like, like, I know, like, it's almost like I, it's, I know, like, I know what the max sensation I'm going to get from that girl walking by or that girl I see on a TV or something. It's like, I already know it. And as much as like, that's a great feeling. Part of me is like, yeah, yeah. But I have a girl who looks better than that at home and her pussy's fucking on fire. It's like that Dale Gribble thing. It's like, it's like, well, my girl or my girl, like my wife's hotter than you and she throws more sex at me than I know what to do. It's like, yeah, I don't like, I know what her, like this girl walking by or what, I know what it's going to feel. I, I just don't know. It's whatever. And I know that also, you know, my libido is going to fall down as I get older. A lot of people on YouTube be like, no, age has nothing to do. It's like, yes, it does. You could still have an amazing diet and exercise regularly and do everything you can within reason or even without a reason to keep your testosterone and your libido up. However, father time is undefeated and eventually you're going to die because father time is kicking you in the ass. It's just how it is. So I can do everything I want diet wise and exercise wise and everything under the sun, you know, or whatever the fucking saying is to keep my libido and testosterone up. However, it's going to go down eventually a little by little and it's whatever. I'm okay with that (laughs) because it's luckily high enough where I'm fucking having a great sex life with this girl. Uh, And also one thing that does help is that she fucking likes other girls and is opening open to uh, fucking banging with me with another girl. And I'm like, ah, yeah, please. And I was like, whoa, but a three-way with another guy. And she's like, nah, I'm not into that. I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you so much. So I was like, all right, I hit the fucking jackpot. So I, I like, holy shit, this is awesome. So she's really right for me and I'm really right for her. And that's a cool thing. Uh, and let's see. Oh, owning a car fucking sucks, which I've always known. I hate cars for the most part. I think looking at a highway, especially during rush hour and seeing the thousands to tens of thousands of cars just stuck in bumper to bumper traffic is one of the most disgusting things of all time. Cars are, cars are atrocious. They're a useless, uh, the way we use them for transportation sucks dick. Uh, and now that I work where I have to own my own car, it fucking blows. Cause this thing has been, I, I got a lemon of a car. I've been fixing it. What? Like every week, it seems like I'm going to get a new car eventually because I'm just being penny smart and dollar stupid right now. I should probably just get a fucking new car, but they, they just, they're, they're terrible. And if you're someone who is trying to save money, 
um, and you have a and you own a car, it's it, it definitely sucks. It definitely sucks because it, it, they're just they're the fucking like they are. They're terrible. They're terrible. Uh, people who are selling used cars fucking suck because they like show you like an insane amount of money they want for their used car. And then if you buy a car from a dealership, they're the worst because dealerships are fucking scumbags. <laughs> like case closed. Like there's no like if ands or buts. There's no like oh that's so cliche. No dealerships are scum. They are. They they are scum. And they sell you a product that becomes just an eyesore on the road because cars are ugly as well. They're not even fun to look at anymore. They really do suck. But uh, yeah, uh, I have a car that's a lemon. Uh, I had a tire fucking blowout on the highway, which was hilarious. It just, it exploded. It exploded and part of the bumper got ripped off. It was one of the funniest fucking things. And there's a wire, by the way, that got destroyed. Have no idea where that wire goes. Don't know what it turns on and off. So far, everything I've been switching left, right, blinkers, hat, it's all been working. So part of me is like, is this the, was this wire just for show? I have no idea. <laughs> the power, like all of a sudden, I'm, I'm ready for the fucking, you know what? I should check the e-brake. I don't even know if that works. It might be the e-brake. I have no, I have no idea because that tire was just chewed up and part of my bumper just flew off. It was one of the funniest things in the world. The tire literally exploded and ate the fucking bumper. Uh, everything's wrong with the car. It's so, so fucking funny. But uh, beggars can't be choosers. And that motherfucker will be fixed soon enough. And something else will happen to it. And I can't wait to finally get rid of it. And get a brand new fucking car. Where for the next four to six years afterwards. I don't really have to worry about shit. Knock on wood. Holy fuck. If I hit something with it. And I'll be okay. But holy fucking shit, cars suck, dude. Use trains for transportation. Just use trains. But you can't because the way cities and towns that are, are built in this fucking state and country, they suck and they force you to use a car. So they force you to go to a dealership and buy a car for some from some of these scumbags. And I don't mean just the person selling you the car. I mean every single last one all the way to the tippy top. They suck. The CEO of whatever all the way down to the fucking guy with the tie who's been working there for six weeks trying to sell you a fucking Subaru. They suck. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this ain't no fucking like, you're right, and if you live in the inner city, you are forced to buy McDonald's. No, fuck you. Get a bike and drive to the grocery store. Get a basket on the bicycle. I don't want to hear that bullshit. It's dangerous, yes, but you know what's also dangerous? Buying fucking Popeyes every day for you and your family. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear that shit either. That's crybaby shit. But the system is bullshit. <laughs> like, like, both can be true. Both can be true. You can be a lazy piece of shit, but also have jackasses in power. They can both be true. It's not, you don't have to have be so fucking far on one side of the seesaw. They can both be fucking true, you jackass. But uh, yeah, I'm happy I did this, this little shorty with you. It's been fun. Um, I hope, I hope to hear from you guys at mm or not. No, I'm sorry. mmdollar.gmail.com. That's my fucking email, man. Hit me up. Uh, I don't have a Twitter anymore. Jem finally got an Instagram so I can DM him there. I'm so happy to not have that fucking Twitter anymore. I fucking hated Twitter. It sucks. We still have a Twitter though for the uh, arguable podcast, which I saw 
I had to upload a ton of episodes at once because the fucking episodes were not being uploaded every Friday, which made me very sad. <laughs> but they're all we're all back on track. Back on track. We're all back on track with that. But we do still have a Twitter for that at Arguable Podcast. But uh, I never use it. I don't think Gemma has ever locked into it. So that's honestly just for show. Unless until it's not. Until we actually have to uh, use it. So that's that. And. I hope to hear from you guys and hopefully on the next episode I can read your emails. And if you don't hear me read any emails that week, you know I either one didn't look at them or two, which is the more logical reason, you motherfuckers didn't send any. Alright, that's it. Later guys. Peace. Oh my god, I left Discord but I'm still recording. I'm my own.